There is little more frustrating to the writer of a 25-page history paper than a serious case of writer's block that strikes at page 24. Daniel Fitzgerald was in that precise situation. The little black bar that marked his place in the word processor winked at him in a cheery, ugly little taunt. He'd written for a solid six hours, but the flow of text from his brain and onto his keyboard had ground to a halt. The mental exhaustion had caught up with him. He squinted and tapped his finger on his desk, as if he was turning the key to a stubborn ignition. It didn't help. That finger itched up to the little lock of brown hair that hung down from his forehead. His thoughts turned, and his finger turned the little lock of hair across his skin, wrapping it up, then letting it hang free, then wrapping it up again. Two words slithered in from Daniel's window. Good evening. Daniel was mentally gliding over a dizzying array of minute facts concerning the arrangement of Napoleon's armies at Waterloo, so he was understandably zoned out. The short greeting drifted over the surface of his brain, but didn't quite sink in. And then it did. He was alone. He hadn't heard anyone come in. He didn't recognize the voice. He turned his head away from the stacks of reference books crowding his computer desk and toward the source of the sound. Hovering outside Daniel's bedroom windowsill was a person, only not quite, because its head was that of a frog. It was dressed in a purple and red pinstripe suit. Round red eyes stared out from under a wide-brimmed top hat covered with so many colors and holographic stripes it made Daniel's eyes water. White-gloved hands fingered a wooden baton. The frogman offered a thin smile. Your pardon? I realize you must be busy, but I would like to... Daniel sighed and turned back to his computer. He stared at the blinking line on his monitor. Nothing put him to sleep like things he didn't really want to do. The Napoleonic Wars had seemed so interesting at the time. Ahem. The frog tapped his cane on the wall. Might I come in? Well, why the hell not, Daniel said. I haven't had a lucid dream in forever. He stretched his arms behind his head and spun on his swivel chair. Make yourself at home. He watched with mild interest as the frog person struggled to wedge itself through the window. Spindly limbs that were too long for its tiny torso made the process a bit awkward. Once inside, it stood straight. May I sit? Be my guest. The frog swept its hat from its perch over those red eyes and sat on the edge of Daniel's bed. Thank you. Mr. Daniel Thomas Fitzgerald, if I'm not mistaken, sometimes I muddle the pronunciation of your names. You got it right this time. What are you supposed to be? The frog looked miffed. My full name is Zycanthus Volmondovian Pomnophostra, but you may call me Zyke. Zyke, Daniel said. Welcome to my dreams. What can I do for you? I can see you're the down-to-earth sort. That is one of the more common assumptions, but I can assure you this is not a dream. You've been chosen for a purpose of vital import. Awesome. Let's hear it. Uh, 
I've shielded the room so your reaction didn't alert your household, but I suppose that was unnecessary. I understand we look like one of your more common amphibians? Yeah, a frog, Daniel agreed. And yet you are... Zyke made a vague gesture. Nonplussed. I admit I expected a measure of panic. Surprise, at least. I guess fantasy stories had to be grounded in something, Daniel said. Here you are. Or maybe I've played too many video games, and I'm desensitized to the idea of circus freaks popping in through my bedroom window. I admit I'm abnormal by your standards, but freak is too strong a term. Just calling it like I see it. Why the hell are you wearing that? I expected, uh, uh, why are you here, to be honest? You've got quite a few expectations, Daniel smirked. You sneak into bedroom windows often? Uh, relatively speaking. Can I get you a drink? Water? Pond scum? Zyke made a face. Clever. He inspected the room for a moment. His big red frog eyes traveled across Daniel's plain door, stuck with three movie posters. His gaze lingered on his bookshelf. There was a stack of old comic books there, collecting dust, and a row of video game cases. Finally, he looked back to Daniel's face. I'm fine, but thank you. So, what's this vital purpose I've been chosen for? Need your gutters cleaned? More like Earth needs its gutters cleaned. Zyke stood again, which Daniel found odd, considering he'd asked to sit only thirty seconds ago. His long legs put his head close to the ceiling. Daniel Fitzgerald, your world is under assault by a vicious race of creatures known as the Vorid. Throughout the multiverse, they feed upon the souls of sentient life, and as such are diametrically and irrevocably opposed to any living, breathing intelligence. Funny. Haven't seen that on the news lately. Magic assists them in remaining clandestine. But rest assured, these creatures are very active and very intent on devouring humanity.